You're listening to the Old Guys Talk Metal and Sometimes Punk Podcast. 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 Hello. JV. Bobby, how's it going, man? Hey, good, man. Shadow Everest, right? Progressive That's right. That's right. groove metal from... Halifax, Nova Scotia. Wow. How about that? Yeah, that's awesome. Who would have thunk in Nova Scotia got this great groove metal band? <laughs> you Are know? you guys Vikings over there? Are Are you, that... I don't know if they're Vikings or not. But... Well, we... it depends how far into the woods you go. We live about 3,000 miles away from there, so you'll have to excuse us. We live, I know, right? We live in the middle of the Arizona oh. desert, but uh, I am Canadian. Well, it's the, the peyote capital of the world, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's just laying open on the ground everywhere. <laughs> So tell us, man. I mean, I mean, we were listening to you a lot earlier and yesterday, man. It's got a great, great sound to your band, man. I mean, we thought it might be a little, little stoner metal in there, maybe a little. little... We're sensing some stoneness. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's groove. So, oh, what do you what do you call your music? What do you think it is? I don't want to pigeonhole you or anything like that. So. Yeah, and which one of the guys are oh, you? No. The, we're looking at the picture here. We're trying to figure out which guy you are. Uh, depends which picture. Uh, if the, which picture? Well, you it's the one on Spotify. Are you the tattooed guy with the guitar, or are you playing bass? It's pretty easy. <laughs> That's me. No, I'm uh, I'm tattooed, and I think on that picture I have like a blue and black mohawk or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, with the uh, I don't actually I don't know what guitar I'm playing in that photo. Purple Westfall. Not sure, but you got a leather vest on. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 def- that's definitely me, man. Yeah, that's myself. Um, I sing, I sing and contribute guitar work, and we all write songs. So that's probably why you're detecting, uh, you know, that it's the songs are groovy, but there's all kinds of different layers of influence in there, right? Uh, our bassist Sean, uh, you know, he's into just about everything. So if you're getting a bit of stoner metal or a bit of stoner rock, classic rock, that's that's all going to find its way in there. And who's that fantastic drummer? Uh, well, the drummer in that photo uh, is our, our previous drummer, actually, Matt. Oh, okay. Um, we we yeah no we 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 changed up our lineup here pretty much right when the COVID nineteen nonsense locked us all inside. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we haven't had an op- we haven't had an opportunity to uh, totally update. Uh, our profile or what have you, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, like an ugly departure or anything like that. Matt just had some personal and health issues that best served him, you know, to to not be uh, playing shows with a metal band at the time. Well, so, he's a damn good drummer. Uh, That's all we were mentioning. Yeah, he was a good drummer. So he, he is. Yeah, he's 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 a damn good uh, musician and and drummer. And the the uh, our, our new guy Adam Hersey is is you know no exception. He's no, he's no different. Uh, excellent behind the kit, great songwriter. So uh, everything that you've heard, uh, so like the Hunting Ground and Idle Hands, mm-hmm. was all Matt's contributions. Um, I never sit in a room with a drummer and tell them what to play or how to play. I just you know sit down, show the guys a riff, and if they like it and they dig it, we jam on it. And so all the other components, you know, bass line and and leads and all the drum work and whatnot. It's just up to the other fellows to put the pieces together. Cool. So how did the band become, come about? Tell us a little history of the band. Yeah, so Sean and I, our bassist, we were in a band prior to Shadow of Everest called Little King Hunter. And it was, you know, I, I the local success. You know, play, we played our shows. We got our, uh, we got our CDs out and stuff. Um, but one of our guys moved to Montreal and it just sort of fell apart. 
you know, you have a, you have a member quit so suddenly and move for a job. So, uh, Sean and I just kept playing, we kept writing songs. And as we built up a, built up a catalog, we decided that it was a better idea to just start a new project. Uh-huh, okay. It was such a, it was a significant change in our lineup. So we, we just abandoned it, put a pin in it and we moved on to this band. And that was August, 2014, I think. Okay. About six yeah, years. So we've been we've been a group a little while. Yeah. I mean, who influenced you too? I mean, I hear a lot of different influences in your music. So, who do you? What bands influenced you and did you dig on? You dig on now? I mean, old bands, new bands, whatever. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's a lot of everything. I've been really really crushing Mastodon. I I don't think I've stopped listening to their uh, their entire catalog. For- yeah. Like the last last two or three years, it's just, they, they're constant. Um, Gojira, Lamb of God, Tool, obviously, uh, and I'm I'm really big into you know some classic Led Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, um, big Pink Floyd fan. Yes, Deep Purple. So I and, and that stuff all comes from like my father playing music for me that he you know he grew up and he liked, uh, and the, the guys are all in. We're you know we we have a lot of overlap. With our uh, with our musical influences and what have you, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, Sean's a pretty big Machine Head nut. I'm not, you know, I'm not quite so crazy about them, but I have no, I have no issue with Machine Head. Sure. Yep. But that's where he, you know, he draws draws from there too. Alice in Chains, uh, you know, there's, so there's pieces of the puzzle come from all different uh, ends of the rock rock and roll spectrum. It well, seems like your influences, your personal ones, are more like progressive metal, progressive prog rock. Would you say that's fair to say, or? Yeah, yeah oh, for for sure. I mean, I, uh, I I love it. There's a band from Australia, Carnival. Yeah, I don't know if heard of, but they're those guys. Those guys are awesome. That really, really turns my crank, and it's just I, it's so interesting to listen to. And there's so many different layers to kind of digest and pick apart. So it's music that makes you think, and that's that's really what uh, really what appeals to me. Rush, of course, I love mm-hmm. Rush. I mean, people say Rush, they say Iron Maiden, stuff like that, you know. And oh, I can yeah. I can hear the Gojira yeah, in there. Yeah, got well, Gojira is awesome. <laughs> what do you say about yeah. Gojira, yeah. man? Yeah, man. I mean, if For you haven't sure. heard like Gojira, I don't know what to tell people. I mean, they, they gotta stop listening to the music. <laughs> Beat them with rocks. Yeah, I have a Mastodon. No, how could you not hear a Mastodon? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, something's wrong with you. You can't call yourself a music fan if you don't listen to Mastodon. <laughs> hey, how did you how did you guys hook up with yeah. uh, with Demon Scar and this? Uh, Compilation here. Underworld yeah. mixtape. You know what? That's that's kind of a blur. I I I manage most of our social media, so it was definitely myself that hooked it up. But um, I I can't even remember. I mean, Jesus, Twitter has it was definitely on Twitter, but there's so much action yep. on Twitter, right? Like if I I don't watch it all the time, but geez, if you're even following a couple hundred accounts and you're refreshing. You have all day that you can just waste your entire day refreshing your Twitter yeah, and, yeah. And, and combing through stuff, right? So um, I know that there was a I – think, I think I just saw a tweet asking, you know, for um, rock or metal bands to uh, jump on a kind of a collaborative uh, Spotify playlist. And mm-hmm. the, the deal would be that, you know, just a tight-knit group of bands, um, you'd have to stream the playlist at least – you know, once a day, post a screenshot or a photo of your 
streaming effort or what have you, so that you could kind of prove to you know the group of guys that you're serious about mutual support and you're not just jumping on a playlist for the sake of spins and what have you. So, a uh, couple of couple of months of you know just thumping the screenshot in the chat and saying, "Hey guys, streaming a day, streaming a day," or you know, eventually you see the names of these bands pop up enough. Demon Scar, uh, Sincere. Uh, uh, pharmacide and, and what have you um the, 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 all really great guys and mm-hmm. you start you know hey how's everybody's weekend you know hope everyone anyone playing shows this weekend and you know a little bit of small talk here and there and then eventually it got around to hey we should maybe look into it'd be really cool if we played a show together like a collaborative uh in the underground thing and then of yep. course you know the world shut down so it was it's really quickly turned into why don't we just make a CD everybody can send you know stuff over the internet and we can put put an album together and push it out on Bandcamp for Bandcamp Fridays and stuff and if we want to get CDs made people can you know pony up for their share of whatever discs they're getting printed uh, and then it kind of gets all these bands all over the place you got um, bands in Sweden taking part ourselves here in Halifax there's another group of guys in Prince Edward Island, just a little hop from us, um, Aaron Scott Earthquake. So you wind up with uh, with this great hard rock and metal spread all over the place, you know, like uh, like you would have back in the day on a compilation disc or uh, a cassette or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we're digging it. We're, we see you on there. Yep. Yeah, we have a copyright in front of us right here. <laughs> so yeah, it's really cool, man. And then yeah, and, and that's what bands should do. They should talk to each other, get to know each other, do collaborate, do stuff like that. You well, know, it's because of that that we ended up finding this guy in the first place, right? And especially now with everything going on with COVID, I mean, you had a lot more times people can you can talk you can talk to your fans more, you can reach out to bands more, you can do more promotion because you know nowadays because. Besides, you know, we're one of the few people that do it. We play everything on our radio, radio station in our in, in our podcast as well. We play metal, hard rock, and punk, and we're never going to stop. I don't care who it is, we'll play it. We we'll always play it. So, yeah, man, absolutely. So, what are you listening to these besides, besides Mastodon? What else do you got on your turntable these days? I'm saying turntable because I'm old. Oh, besides Mastodon, <laughs> I mean, um, uh, tragically hip. Canadian group. Yeah, the Tragically not, Hip. Definitely not a metal or rock. No, band, we love the Tragically Hip. They're great, man. They're great. They're good music and uh, poetry in the words. You know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. uh, I I appreciate all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Van Halen recently. You know, of course, uh, yep. for the for the obvious reasons. Right. Um, you know, man, I a ghost. I like I, I dig Ghost. Not all of it, but I think the uh, I think the concept behind the band is really really cool. Yeah. In addition to you know some of the musical pieces and stuff. Um, I, it's, it's two two bands that I sometimes just catch shit for saying is I like Ghost and I like Five Finger Death Punch. And you know, come come at me if you want, which is fine. But we've been hearing that a lot lately. Like, yeah, first, first couple albums. The first couple albums are awesome. It's just it's just raw, thrash. It's angry. It's it's great. And then I think somewhere along the road, they you know got really famous and doing really really well and then i think they i don't know if they just got drowned in monster energy drinks or whatever the case might be but <laughs> the, uh, the, the music kind of just it's got to be a little repetitive and i can understand why yeah people in the metal community might you know consider it more of a theme park or like a party trick band than uh 
than an actual serious group. But and, I like the first couple albums for sure. And the same thing with Ghost. It went from the more satanic to the more uh, commercial sounding, like the Square Hammer and stuff nowadays. I mean, back in the day, the very yeah. first Ghost album was, was satanic. <laughs> oh, it's so weird sounding, right? Like, it, it wasn't necessarily beat you over the head heavy, but it was yeah. just weird and dark. Yeah, it was good. I mean, one of my favorite albums I listen to all the time is Meloria. I love that album. It's great. Yep, that's fantastic. I mean, record. yeah, it is fantastic. I mean, and then, of course, what what a machine! It's it's a good lesson for all people around there. I think they make this. They do everything. They make these crazy little movies, you know, like a like almost like a, a movie series, like a TV series kind of thing going on. Then they have these crazy personas, yeah. you know, Papa Emeritus, Papa Emeritus, and then maybe like. Cardinal Copia. <laughs> it's just so weird after a while. Oh man, and that's that's like such a cool showmanship thing to do, right? You've got this weird singing devil priest guy yeah. who's backed by a band of nameless ghouls, and it was just yeah. like, I, I yeah. thought it could have been the coolest thing to happen to music, right? Like yeah. you could have whoever playing these guys, right? You have any famous drummer or guitar player who wants to just jump on stage and be like, no, oh, man, I just, I'd like to play a couple songs with nobody knowing who I am. Yeah. And they could have gotten away with it with the hooded cloaks and the masks and stuff. I thought that would, would have been really, really cool. I wonder what King Diamond thinks of Ghost. It really says much about it. I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, wait a minute, man. I They're stole- definitely right out of the King Diamond playbook. Yeah, I think so. But the, yeah, then then you got Kiss saying that King Diamond was being like Gene Simmons and all that, and well, into Gene suing yeah. and, and all that nonsense like that, man. Kiss doesn't have the falsetto power. Ah, uh, they King don't. Diamond. Now they don't have it. <laughs> so you got sure. a new album sure. coming out, right? You're working on a new album, aren't you? Right now. Yeah, I, we're we're getting pretty close to finished the pre-production phase, which is really awesome. That's been a really, really nice thing to come of this not being allowed to go anywhere, do anything. And, yeah. You know, stay home, but stay home, but work. So we did. Um, and we thank God for the internet. We were able to record little pieces, share them with each other. And then, you know, before, before we knew it, we were building songs and it just sort of freight trained. And we had, I don't know, 13, 14 totally separate ideas. And we just started picking little groups. We'd say, okay, what about these three riffs here? And let's finish the arrangement in the song. And inside of a couple of months, we were like, wow, we have, you know, eight, eight, nine songs, like pretty well arranged. And um, I've never written lyrics faster. It's been an awesome time for pulling lyrics out of the ether. And so we've got like 10 tracks, just about ready to go into the studio, probably looking at either late December or January uh, to start putting it down. And we're really excited about that. You got more of the interesting, weird stuff. Songs like um, "We Are Wrong" from Hunting Ground. We're playing a little bit more with that theme, uh, and we've gotten heavier too. So there's some evolving uh, things happening. Do you have a name for the new album yet? Don't have it named yet. No, we haven't haven't really nailed that down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got to be a few more months to nail it down. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we've thought about that to any great extent, just because we've been so focused on. You know, we were really excited that we had so many songs coming together and that we were going to have another album so soon after our last one for a, mm-hmm. you know, for an indie band, especially a group who changed up a member um, just after the release or just before this next album. 
just got, it's kind of a big deal to us. It felt really special. So I think we were just really focused on getting songs finished and didn't think too much about what the record was going to be called or if there was going to be a theme or something like that. Interesting, interesting. So let's talk a little bit about, I know it's a touchy subject, so if you don't want to talk about it, that's cool, about your health issues you had that affected the band as well. Yeah, so I think it was four four years ago now, five years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, a rare form of um, throat tumor, mm. and it was attached. It was attached to my carotid artery and my vagus nerve. So I had surgery the following year to get it taken out, uh, which was successful. And I should add that it's a benign. It was a benign tumor. I didn't ever at any point have cancer. Um, but when they took the tumor out, they if, because it was attached to the nerves in my throat, uh, I was left with like a raspy voice for a little while. And uh, my singing muscles just would not work. It was the strangest thing. I could talk all I wanted. But if I even tried to, you know, squeak out a note, it was just like you, you got like a catch in your throat, like walking face first into the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't, when you can't breathe and you're facing into the wind, it was so strange. But I did, I, I dealt with that for the better part of 10 months. And that, uh, I mean, it was depressing and it slowed us down in terms of playing anywhere live because without your vocalist, you're not really playing. Um, there was no movement on, you know, anything in the studio. We had just released our first EP, thank God. Uh, so that was all done and out and we could focus on writing music. But then, uh, just after my last record came out, The Hunting Ground, um, I got, uh, I was into the hospital for follow-up for the throat tumor, you know, because I get scans every so often to make sure there's no regrowth and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so I, I, I go in and get another scan and I was having problems hearing on my right side. And I found out that I have, uh, I have a, another tumor further up inside my skull. Uh, oh. Same sort of tumor, but it's it was pushing on my ear canal and it was active. So if, if left untreated, it was just going to keep growing until it squeezed my ear canal shut and closed off my hearing on my right side and dickered with the nerves in, uh, in my head and stuff. So, uh, spring of 2019, I think it was, yeah, spring of 2019, I did, uh, 25 rounds of radiation to stabilize that Holy tumor shit. and stop it from growing. Wow. Yeah, it was, pretty unpleasant um i was really tired uh it pretty it, it rocked me pretty hard i mean i have two little kids so i'm a fairly busy guy even outside of the band um but there was still you know we still had we had all these shows booked and i mean we had festivals that we were playing in the spring and the summer and there was no way we weren't going to do it so we still did it as and i mean i'd, I'd leave a show i think so some of the worst performance pictures ever taken are of me during that time <laughs> I just looked like a bag of decomposing shit mm-hmm. giant bags under my eyes like everything even picking up my guitar made me sweat like crazy uh and we'd get finished playing and I just I'd say to Sean like hey man I don't need to play and leave but I, I, gotta, I gotta get home I feel like I'm gonna be sick like just you know tr- trying to keep doing what I love through all of that and thank god for having music there throughout that whole process because it was it was it was ugly it was nasty so are you all clear now nothing going on or health wise with you so far yeah so far so good man i mean i i go 
because of the rarity of these tumors, I'm in and out of the hospital like every three months. You know, mm. I see a couple of teams. I see all kinds of specialists, endocrinology, uh, the ear, nose, throat guys, the skull surgeons that are keeping a close eye on things. So I, do, I get scanned two, three times a year to make sure that it is stable. And so far, so good. I've got another scan coming up in December. And the hope is just that there's no change, no growth, and I can just keep on keeping on. Nothing like a skull surgeon. I know, right? It's so metal. <laughs> <laughs> well, props to you, man, for hanging in there and getting your voice back and getting new music going, too, and not letting it keep you down, you know? And it's pretty no, cool. I mean, I've, 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 had great, I've had great guys next to me, too. Like I said, Sean, Sean and I were in a band together before this one, and, you know, when I got that news, he was – the first thing he just said is, like, man, are you okay? Like – whatever you need, whatever you need to do, if we need to take a break or whatever. He's so supportive. The guys have always been so supportive of it. And uh, that's, I, I like to think that's one reason we've survived as a band so long, is that the very first thing we think of is like each other's well-being and not just, you know, making it or, you know, getting to practice or whatever the case might be. We can, we can practice whenever, but you've got you've to look out for yourself. Wow, good on you, man. We uh, we wish you the best, man, on your health issues there. They hope they. I think you're going to be okay. Though. I think you'll be fine. I think you're done with this, not, that nonsense. I we think, aren't doctors, so. but we often play oh, them thanks, on television. Man. But I, I think, like, yeah, like it's like positive. It's so I mean, <laughs> but yeah, life throws you a curveball. You hit the curveball out of the park. It's fine. <laughs> you know. Yep. So much. let's talk about <laughs> an endorsement you've got, Clayton USA. How about this? Yeah. The. Um... That uh, that was a bit of a surprise. I just I've been a Clayton customer in the past, and when we needed uh, when we needed some custom you know printed stuff like with our logo on it, just for handing out to people, that's who I went to because they have a great product and pretty good deals. Um, so through their newsletter, I got got an email one day, and it just said, "Do you think your band is awesome? Prove it." Like so, he clicked the link, and it took you to a really simple form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a chance, you know, explained that it was a chance for an endorsement contract. Um, and all it really had was a space for your name and email address, the name of the band, and your Spotify link. It wasn't a giant application where you had to sell yourself or include a bunch of crazy videos or anything like that. Right. Um, so, it t- you know, it took like 10 seconds to do, and then it was off, and that was it. And I said, okay, strange. Like, I got a confirmation that they received it. And they'll get in touch. So I kind of, I kind of forgot about it because of how quick the application went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was maybe three, three weeks later or so, I got an email from their uh, artist relations department, and we had a, we had an eighteen month endorsement agreement waiting cool. for us to, to comb through and to sign and what have you. Yeah, so that uh, that was that was really unexpected and really nice, and they've been fantastic. That you know they're. I have a little line that I get to call uh, when I need an order for some picks or accessories or something. I just give them a call up and say, hey, I, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. And they, I've, even with the logistics issues uh, because of the pandemic, they've been able to get things to me, you know, as, as, as faster than I thought they'd be able to. Mm-hmm. And I've been really impressed. Our first order was um, several several other products that I you know that hadn't used before so I said look this is a good time for us to experiment and see what works best for our our sound and what's really durable because we play a lot and uh, we can't have you know I can't have a nylon pick just getting bent to crap or falling out of your hands because your hands get sweaty or what have you and 
uh, it, there's, there's don't, um, their textured nylon is really awesome. It's got like a sandpaper kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is just all, it's just all nylon, really comfortable. And they have, um, the picks that I kind of gravitated towards and I'm still using are the, uh, black Raven, uh, black Delrin picks. They're awesome. There's no texture on them, but they, they bite the guitar really, really nice and they stand up. Awesome. See, one one or two moments of your time got you an endorsement. Like a lot of these bands are like, stop being so lazy, man. Go in there and <laughs> take a chance, you know? And it wasn't that know, hard. They say, like, they say I'm not good enough, right? Or like, oh, we can't get, the, can't get an endorsement. We're not on the radio or what have you. Yeah. That, that, that attitude is just like, that's yourself. Yeah. Right? Like there's, as, as a musician and as an artist, you know, the we're kind of like that iceberg metaphor where everyone gets to see the little bit of success, you know, like get an album out and you got that one endorsement deal. But what they don't see is the 300 other endorsement deals you got rejected on. <laughs> yeah. Putting those applications into, right. Sure. Uh, you know, or all the, all the days that you kind of felt useless and wasted away trying to perfect that riff or trying to get, the, the words out and trying to get these songs together or the gigs you didn't get and there's, there's so much of that it's a big numbers game so if there is something quick and you say that looks too good to be true well just do it submit for it and then when it comes back make your assessment then you know um, there are a lot of people out there just trying to take you for a ride and they want your money they want three or four hundred bucks for a Spotify playlist placement Yep. and if, if, that, you know, if that's what comes back to your inbox you can just kind of shrug it off and say mm, that's not worth it no. We've gotten a lot of that since March. A lot of companies saying like, hey, because of COVID, everyone's been hit real hard. We think we could collaborate really well. And yeah. we got like a management thing we can offer you. And I'm thinking, dude, the border's closed between the U.S. and Canada. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't, right. I can't tour. You know, there's nobody's having bands. So what do you mean you get like something for me? And then I just get sent some silly six-month three thousand dollar contract that just that's not in anybody's best interest so right i just that's the rock rocks in my inbox and i don't i don't do anything with it and where you're going to be successful and you're going to be fruitful is the deals like we're doing with the demon scar guys in in the underworld alliance yep you have bands that are hungry bands that care about their product and and they have a really passionate drive for what they're doing you're going to get a lot more yeah, then just then just hooking artists. up with some scumbags in Atlanta that want to get three thousand bucks from you, <laughs> put you on a playlist. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird. It's kind of a weird market because so many bands or rappers or whatever you know, DJs, they it's kind they kind of compete. You know, they follow, and then two days later they unfollow you, and they're smashing their link around, and yeah. you know, uh, vote for us. You know, and that's awesome, guys. But we're all artists. We're all kind of drinking from the same trough. Yeah, There's have no fun with that, guys. Each other against each have other. Have fun with that. Yeah. Right? And uh, yeah, it's, it's so push the social media. People are trying to always jumping on your posts and stuff. It's like, get the hell off my post, man. You know, listen, yeah. to, listen to my <laughs> yeah. new single. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not, not going to listen at all now. <laughs> yeah, and 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 they haven't done anything to enrich your yeah. timeline or your yeah. feed 
or well, you know, you're, get, you're getting a bill from us for uh, you're, get, you're getting a bill from the old guys for like three thousand bucks. You'll see it. It'll be in your inbox in a couple of days. Inbox <laughs> shortly. You can pay it in Canadian though. We're fine with that. We're totally fine with that. Canadian. Oh, that's, oh, that's so bad though. That's like that's like six thousand dollars my money. Yeah. Holy shit. His inbox. JV's inbox sounds like mine too. Our inbox is filled with so much people just trying to collaborate. Hey, we love your stuff. No, you don't. You just wanted me to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I, yeah, I don't even yeah, know you. How the heck do you, you know, come on now. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so, so much of that trying to uh, trying to be genuine, and it just comes off as disingenuine, right? Yeah. It is disingenuine. I mean, we're just like, we're, we're willing to help anybody anytime, get the music out there, help, help bands and promote them as well. But don't, don't like, you know, fill my inbox in with your, you know, your junk. Because <laughs> I do I'll get around no, to you eventually. No, eventually, we'll get around to helping you, you know, and, and, unless you really piss us off and you, you go over the top. You know? Yeah, don't piss Bobby off. You don't ever ask for money. <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> so listen, uh, I'm going to throw this out there real quick just for your opportunity for shameless self-promotion. How do people get in touch with you? How do people hear your stuff? Blah, 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 blah. Tell us all about your, sure, man. your thing. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So we are, we are everywhere. I offer for all of it. So if you... Do have a, if you if you're into Spotify and that's what you use, it's not very profitable for us. But go ahead, like that's mm-hmm. convenient for you. That's how you're going to get the content, and you know the, the 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 repayment and and getting getting back from it financially is nice for us because we can continue to do that. We can put that into our next record. But what we really want is we want you to vibe with the music, and we want you to love it. And we want it to stick in your playlist and we want you to come back a year later and say damn man like that song is so good so if spotify is your thing we are there we are on itunes apple music google play deezer uh title whatever service it is you have uh we, we throw it there we're on you know reverb nation youtube youtube music uh i i, I don't even know them all whatever there's like um sure yeah there's some weird Russian ones like Yen Tees or what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's popular around here, but oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But you're also on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all these places too, right? In Bandcamp. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah we're on, Give us the yeah, handles. We're on, on Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, so our Instagram and our Twitter are the same. It's just at Shadow of Everest. Our Facebook page, uh, Shadow of Everest, was already taken, so we are Shadow Everest Band uh, on Facebook. We are, I mean, we're, we're a lot more active on Instagram and, and, and Twitter because Facebook kind of buries you in, in an unfair way unless you're willing to put money into sponsoring posts. But, the, sure. you know, the, the likes are good. Um, that It's a really supportive thing for bands because when we put an application in for a festival or for a grant or something – the very first thing those people do is they look at your social media and they see how well put together it is. And is anybody following it? Do you have any engagement or any interaction? Sure. So it's all, you know, it's all well and good that everyone says Facebook sucks, right? Cause it does. Facebook sucks. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's where all these A&R folks and everybody judging the contest go, you know? So they'll still go to your Facebook page and say, oh man, you don't have the, the platform. You don't have the reach, man. So, sorry. You get that all the time, and then they go to our Instagram account, and they're like, oh, my God. You guys are yeah. everywhere. I'm not right? very active on yeah, Facebook it, myself. Exactly. You know, I, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. No, man. And that's 
that's the nice thing about all these platforms being available is that for uh, like an independent radio station, one thing is going to work better than the next. You know, uh, yeah. I don't find I, we don't have a lot of content that winds up on Instagram because we're too busy writing songs to be taking pictures and making weird little videos and stuff like that. Well, you guys aren't uh, TikTok. So the content that <laughs> yeah. no, we're not TikToking. Man, I'm in my I'm in my thirties. I don't even. Know I'm going to see you what, dance into you know, a Post Malone but, video by the by a Post Malone song by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. I know what's going on here. Don't they'll run, them out, they'll run them out of Canada for that, man. They'll be on, on Post Malone uh, music yeah. and they're dancing around. I don't think so. In his, in his onesie. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't understand the no, whole thing. I don't I understand it either. Done. In a baby I'm... baby Yoda onesie. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I've probably done weirder stuff than dancing on TikTok. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I'm not doing it. You don't need to. You don't need to, Bobby. Don't need so, to. Yeah. No, and again, again, it's a platform that I don't think would work really well well for uh, no. a groove metal band. You got to be hip hop for that. The idea is just short videos. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if the idea is just short little videos of you lip syncing to another song or, you know, uh, the skateboard cranberry juice guy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah that guy. Stuff, stuff like that. You know, that, but that's, I don't know if that necessarily fits. I know that they what bought him a, you know, I heard they so. bought that guy a truck and everything, like the cranberry yeah, they, people. They bought him a brand yeah. new truck, man. How the hell does that happen? That's what I understand happened too. And you get to Crazy. lifetime supply of cranberry juice. So what's that weird soda you always talk you about? Guys... Green River. Maybe you should skateboard down the street with some Green River soda and see what happens. Maybe, Maybe. you'll get a sponsorship. <laughs> what on. were you saying? Come on, now? Bobby. What were you saying, JV? Before <laughs> he interrupted me. Oh man, no. I think I, I think I was just saying. Uh, I think uh, one of the surviving members of Fleetwood Mac. Did the, he did the he did the same thing as kind of a oh yeah. Uh, yeah 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 I did yeah see that yeah, yeah I heard really I heard cool. that guy on national public radio I couldn't believe it I don't know I don't want to be a media whore you know what I'm saying I I don't care whatever <laughs> you'll sell yourself real quick right <laughs> I'll be on TikTok tonight what? you'll sell yourself out <laughs> an instant baby Yoda onesie here it comes baby Yoda onesie doing Devil went down to Georgia <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. A, a, a million, See? a million views. <laughs> Watch me get huge in Korea. Uh, a million <laughs> views in a whole year's supply of Pedialyte. Uh, <laughs> a year's supply of Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a thing. Yeah, it could be. As the Australians are into weird shit like that. I could probably be. <laughs> they are, man. <laughs> so listen, JV, like Moldo- man. There's always Moldova. Moldova, right? You know. I what could be a big star in Belarus or Moldova. What are you, Dr. Fibes? Come on, I don't man. know. I'm just saying. Anyway, JV, man, good talking to you, my friend. And uh, you know what? Me too. We got to have you on the radio show. We're doing a artist showcase series. Tonight's going to be Lonnie Hammer, first one ever. And it's about okay. you and your influences. They pick like 50 songs, and we call you about it. We go through the songs and talk about what's going on in your career, your life, how these songs impact your life, what they mean to you. And all kinds of cool stuff. Okay. So it'd be an artist showcase for you guys. If you guys are interested in doing that. Yeah. That'll be on the radio show worldwide, of course. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, the podcast is one thing where we talk about this kind of stuff. But then we have the radio show that we also do uh, every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. cool to get in, inside <laughs> the artist through their music and the conversation. So if you want to be a part of that, let me know. I'll shoot you a little, a little message about it and come on. Everybody seems to be stepping up the plate, yeah, so everybody wants, to, everybody wants to do it. It's, it's do fun it. as, as all get out because we'll play anything. I don't care. We're playing, we played the Beatles, Cheap Trick, Benny Goodman. I don't care. We play it all because it's about the artists and what the music they care about. Right. 
what what sure. what impact on sure. impact on their lives and their careers. So keep that in mind, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Halifax. Man, yeah, <laughs> representing Halifax. <laughs> so thank you so much for being the old guys talk metal sometimes punk podcast, man. We love Shadow of Everest. You guys keep doing it. Right looking, looking forward to the new tunes coming out too. Yep. And like you said, Thanks go so to much, all guys. of his social media. If you got to do Spotify, I guess do Spotify. But try to go to Bandcamp and other places where you may, you know, give a little more money to the bands. Yeah, and if you get outside, say hi to Canada for us. I know it's a little chilly there right now, but it, uh, yeah. it is. I'm sure. I bet it's like 10 degrees. Outside. And Nova Scotia is beautiful. I've been there quite <laughs> a few times. So hey, shout out to Arizona, to Nova Scotia, to JV and Shadow of Everest. Thank yep. you again for being on, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Sounds good, man. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Thank brother. you for being on. Take it easy, guys. You too. Bye-bye.